Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM Already earlier this week talking to um, Kieran Cuff the Green Party MEP about the possibility of rationing of gas. Uh, he wasn't a yes or a no about it. He just said that the European Parliament was doing its best to make sure we didn't have to. But we have this pipeline from Germany to Russia, uh, which is down at the moment. If it doesn't come back up, Germany will suck every sup of gas it can get because it's a huge user of gas. And then we're all in trouble. And then yesterday I spoke to uh, David Stanton, uh, Cork East TD, and he was saying that this pipeline that's there from the Kinsale field. Kinsale field is depleted now, but the pipeline is still there. And he was saying we should make sure to leave it open so we could maybe bring gas and float gas tanks to that part of the field and then use the pipeline to bring it ashore. There are many ideas been thrown up, but one thing is for sure, we're going to be badly stuck for gas this winter. Dr. Paul Dean uh, is at the Euro, uh, UCC Environmental Research Institute. We've talked before. Paul, you are concerned, aren't you? Very concerned about the winter ahead with regard to gas especially. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, PJ. I am indeed. Look, we're, we're already in the midst of a very deep energy crisis in Ireland and right across Europe, PJ. And look, unfortunately, we're seeing it deepen at the moment. And as you mentioned there in the introduction, it's it's primarily being amplified at the moment now with this with this potential cutting off of a major pipeline coming from Russia into Germany. And Germany, as you said, are are one of the largest consumers of natural gas in Europe. Huge volumes of natural gas from Russia. And if that pipeline does not come back online, what that will do is drive prices, which are already at historically uh, 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 all time highs and it will increase those prices even higher and the damage and the fallout for that is is the consequence for us here in ireland is that we will be those those highest prices will ripple across to us here in our shores and ireland is a country uh, who use huge amounts of energy huge amounts of natural gas even though you know we, we like to think of ourselves as very green and very clean and but still 87 percent over 87 percent of all our energy pj is fossil fuel uh, you know and for a country that is so rich in clean resources and renewable resources and, and our potential to save energy, that's really disappointing. And when we break it down, PJ, into brass tacks, we're actually spending a million euros every hour in Ireland importing fossil fuels into our country. A million uh, euro an hour? And gas and coal. A million euro an hour with the prices that they are at the moment, PJ. Like, isn't that incredible? You know, when you think about that, you know, when you think about 
how you know it's a beautiful sunshiny day today we could be doing a lot more with solar we could be doing a lot more uh, uh, with renewable energies with clean energies we could be doing a lot more to save energy but we're still spending one million euros every single hour that's leaving our shores going into the pockets of companies abroad um, and that is a terrible situation to be in for a country who uses huge amounts of energy and, and still produces so little and, and that's why we're so exposed really PJ you know when you break it down to those levels um, we are massively reliant on our energy needs for other countries mm. um, uh, and we're very much kind of a bystander really, really in global energy markets because we really rely on others like the UK and like Norway uh, and then we're very much impacted by stuff that happens far away from our shores decisions mm. that are taken in, in, in boardrooms in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia in the Kremlin in London affect us and our pockets here in Ireland How did we get to be such a laggard then Paul did we just not did we miss the boat many years ago when we could have been doing this in many ways, you know, energy has always been cheap. You know, it's easy in retrospect, looking back when you're in an energy crisis, it's always easy to look back and see where the, where the mistakes were made. But we lived through a period of the last 20, 25 years when energy was very cheap, when it was very reliable. And we just had a, an amnesia, I suppose, that we forgot how, how volatile and how insecure the world can be at times. You know, the last energy crisis that we had back in the 80s, I'm sure many of your listeners uh, will remember those times. That was a real wake-up call for Ireland at that time. And there was a huge push into develop our own energy Resources. You know, at that time, they, we, we built the Money Point coal-fired power station. At that time, coal was plentiful and reliable, and 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 I suppose there wasn't the awareness of climate science that, that we have now. Mm-hmm. The need to, to reduce our, our polluting emissions. Um, but you know, social memory fades. We tend to take things for granted. We tend to forget things, uh, and, and 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 that's really, I suppose, why we're in the situation that we are at the moment. Um, uh, we, we 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 don't produce a lot of our energy here in Ireland. We, we've had some success to a, a small degree yeah. with. Uh, with, 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 uh, with wind energy in Ireland, about uh, just under about 40% of all our electricity um, over the course of a year, PJ, comes from wind. That's really good. But actually, our cars, our homes, our factories, our, our, our schools, our hospitals are still massively reliant on oil and still massively reliant on gas, which is, which is, which is the core challenge. In terms of the euro in our wallet and the bill that drops on the mat every two months, what are we facing into for the winter, Paul? Yeah, so across the year, you know, the, uh, the annual average electricity bill for most homeowners has almost doubled, you know, gone from about 1,100 euros a year to over 2,000 euros a year now for electricity. And you're kind of seeing the similar things in for driving and, you know, if, if you're, if you're, if you're someone who has to drive a lot for work, you're seeing your, 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 your monthly diesel bills or your monthly petrol bills gone up by 40%. Now, there is a small glimmer of hope on the horizon, PJ, in terms of petrol and diesel. The, the, the geopolitics around petrol and diesel and the geopolitics around gas are not the same. The world is coming into a global recession. There's economies starting to slow down around the world. Uh, we're seeing China experience the, the, uh, an economic slowdown in relation to COVID. Uh, these things actually reduce the demand for oil in the world, and that actually has a positive benefit in for um, for, for prices at the at the petrol pump. So mm. we would expect actually in the next month or two to see uh, prices of petrol and diesel drop below two euros a litre. Now we're seeing in some places, maybe in uh, ch- chatting to your researcher there before we come on some place in Cork already, yeah. already below two euros a litre. The price so of the barrel, the Brent crude softening. went down last week. It went down way, way lower than it's been for a while. 
It is, and you know what, what we see in in in, in petrol pump pricing, which we call it the, the the rocket and feather effect. So the prices go up like a rocket, and they drop like a feather. Uh, right. And unfortunately, prices are always very slow to come down. And it's great to see some companies. And I'm uh, I'm up the country at the moment today now, and I'm seeing petrol prices around in some filling stations at one ninety nine as well. So it's great to see some um, uh, companies go ahead and deliver those price reductions to, to customers. That's important. It's needed for competition. So we would expect to see petrol and diesel prices softening over the over the coming months, and that's primarily. Linked to the, to, I suppose, the global economic slowdown and, and I suppose, yeah. recessionary effects kicking in uh, in Europe. But for natural gas, unfortunately, we'd expect them to stay high and remain higher. And uh, that's a real uh, kick in the wallet for, for mm. people, for their home heating and for their electricity bills in Ireland. It's almost become a dirty word, Paul, to say Barry Row. Should we look again? Yeah. We need to look at everything, you know, we need to look at, at diversifying um, uh, uh, natural gas coming into Europe. You mentioned Kinsale, we need to look at gas storage. The, again, coming back to oil, the, the, the risks for oil aren't the same as mm. they are for natural gas. I think the real core challenge for Ireland is is natural gas because most of our natural gas, all of our natural gas comes in via pipeline. We have options in terms of flexibility for oil in terms of different shipments and different locations. So I think the real focus would have to be on natural gas and the options are there, PJ, again, looking at something like, you know, reopening Kinsale for gas storage. Yes. Uh, looking at reopening offshore exploration for natural Barry gas Rowe. around the Carib region. Yeah. Uh, or, or, yeah. And if gas can be found off, uh, uh, off the coast of, uh, of Cork. Or it's looking at the, the possibility of having LNG terminals either yeah. in, in Cork or either in the Shannon area. We need to look at those options. And I know that environmentally people go, no, no, they shake their head. They go, well, no, we need to move away from fossil fuels. No one's taking that off the table. No one's saying... No one's saying we disagree with that. But in the time it'll take us to get fully sustainable and fully renewable, we've got this gap in between. We're going to need this stuff in real day-to-day things for for the next foreseeable. 40% of our electricity coming from the wind is brilliant. Uh, We'd love to see 70% of it coming from the wind. But in the meantime, we need a heck of a lot of gas to make electricity. Yeah, and that's the point. That's a really important point to make. You know, yes, we do need to move away from fossil fuels, but it's going to take us at least two decades, you know, at a huge push, even if we look at... Do you think the, there are the people who don't learned. accept that? Do you think there are people who just don't accept that argument um, and, and, and are living in this unrealistic space where they want us to stop using all fossil fuels now? Because that can't be done. No, look, and look, there's a world that we live in and there's a world that we wished we lived in. In the world that we wished we lived in, we would love to tell listeners, look, it's very simple. We can just turn a switch and we can all switch on to renewables tomorrow. But the world that we do live in requires planning, permitting. It takes time, uh, you know, to replace a million euros of fossil fuels every hour with renewables will take one to two decades at least. Um, uh, so we will be moving away from fossil fuels, but it won't be zero. Even in the next 10 years, with the most ambitious climate plans that we have in Ireland, our consumption of natural natural gas will probably reduce by about a half. It won't go to zero. And during that transition period, and this is really important when we think about uh, climate change and we think about an energy transition and moving away from fossil fuels, it's not an abrupt stop. It's a transition. So we do need to prepare for that transition. And during that transition, we do need to look at where our natural gas comes from, where our oil comes from. And that's why it's really important to look at these options. But we do have to bear in mind as well, PJ, that yes, it will take time to move away from fossil fuels. But when we're thinking about things like exploring for offshore 
oil and gas off the coast of Cork or uh, reopening Kinsale, that will also take time. They will take yes. two to three years as yes. well. So the real exposure for us here in Ireland is really the upcoming winter. You know, yeah. if we can get through this winter, we'll probably have a lot of learnings. And the really important thing for, for us all, what's for the government, for us as communities, is to look after the vulnerable. What, and, what's and that Seamus Heaney line? Was it a Seamus Heaney line we all heard at the start of the pandemic? I may have the wrong author, but was it he said if we can winter this, we can summer anywhere? Exactly, exactly. And, 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 you know, summertime is, you know, we tend to forget about energy during the summertime. Uh, you know, when the sun is shining, we're all outside, we're using very little electricity, uh, you know, and in many ways, we've learned a lot about how to use our car more sensibly because of COVID. Look, we're, we're staycationing, we're probably staying a bit more local rather than traveling. We, we, we've learned to, to kind of live a little bit less with, uh, with the car. But the real challenge is the upcoming winter uh, for keeping homes warm, for looking after the elderly, for looking after the young, keeping yeah. the hospitals. Uh, that's the big challenge. Okay, and a challenge it's going to be. Noel says energy was never cheap. I don't ever remember electricity, gas or oil being cheap. I suppose that's a relative thing, isn't it, Paul? I mean, pre in lockdown, I can remember petrol being something like 135 a litre. It almost dropped to one ten a litre actually two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and electricity was very cheap. Uh, you know, we had relatively a, we had a situation. Speaking. Relatively speaking, uh, relatively speaking, yeah. Compared to today, uh, you know, it, it, it's increased. Uh, uh, you know, two, two yeah. to threefold. But, um, but, but we we did take it for granted. We didn't think about it. It became reliable. You know, even if we think about it ourselves, like when was the last time we had a power cut? Uh, I know. You know, I know. Uh, Can you see uh, us getting back down to one eighty, even a gallon or a litre rather, a litre? I can, I can. It'll be linked to the global recession. Look, I think everybody knows a recession is on the cards. Uh, it's probably the worst kept secret uh, uh, around at the moment. There, we, we, we will see a slowdown, I guess, in the economy in Ireland. We will see a slowdown in the economy in Europe and globally. Things just can't maintain uh, at at the current price level. Something has to give, and usually, what gives first is the economy um, mm. uh, and what that translates into is less trucks driving less planes flying uh, and that means that there's a bit more petrol and diesel go around and prices will come down and lastly do you know when they say and they do well these companies and it's true companies are making extraordinary profits like you know electricity generation gas generation making extraordinary profits oil making huge profits when people say, well, just just tax those profits and make it a windfall and put it back into our pockets, you know, is that all doable or is it pie-in-the-sky stuff? No, the books need to be open on large corporations to look at the windfall profits that they're making. So, you know, we're in extraordinary times, so extraordinary times do require for extraordinary measures. So there is a very strong case to be made for energy companies to, 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 to have their books opened and reviewed. But again, it's about managing expectations. It's not going to dig us out of this crisis. When, yeah. you, you, when, you, when you look at those profits and you share it over a wide economy, uh, you're, you're not talking about any meaningful or significant amounts, amounts of money there. The real challenge for the government, if they are investigating these windfall profits and they should that that money and anything anything any revenues coming from that should be directed to those in society who need it most all right listen paul thank you very much uh, for being with us today paul dr paul dean from the ucc environmental research institute 0818 96 96 96 kevin says please don't ignore the cost of coal going up as well uh, 40k bag is 30 quid now a lot of us don't have mains gas. Kevin, I'm not someone who has to use coal, so it's 30 quid a bag now. What was it, say, a year ago? Just let me know. Was it about, was it 15? Was it 20? Rathcormack, Phoenix Station, 199 uh, per litre this morning. The AA, by the way, calling on the government to reduce taxes 
to help bring down the cost of fuel at the pumps. Um, the government have told us that they've done as much as they can with taxes. The AA don't believe that. Uh, the government insist, uh, Michael McGrath has been insisting on this programme, that they can't touch that because of the EU. Now, I- I've given up believing that because the other countries are doing it and they're saying, right, we'll deal with you later on, Brussels. We're looking after our people for now. Um, but we'll see. East Cork Oil Company, they own the 24-7 in Rathcormack, who are selling the petrol and diesel for one ninety nine. Uh, they were on to us and they say it's a new site that opened this year and they're trying to look after their customers as best they can. The market is volatile, so if they can do it, they'll do it for as long as possible and they're taking it day by day. So that's why it's at one ninety nine a litre in Rathcormack. But if you're to listen to Paul Dean... Give it time and it'll start to come down everywhere to below the two euros again. We shouldn't be normalising two euro though. He's right. I remember the start of lockdown or three or four weeks into lockdown when no one was going anywhere. We were coming in here to work on our little permits. Do you remember the little permits we had? Uh, coming into work and, and getting some petrol one morning and it was like one twelve or something for, for a, a litre of petrol. God, they were happy days. 0818969696. Carla says, if these are extraordinary times, I like this one, why do they make it so complicated to use night-rate electricity? They have smart meters and advanced billing facilities. Think of the phones. They automatically charge low rates at certain times. If people could just try it out and adjust to it, they would soon see the benefits. Good idea. Quartz 96 FM.